Hey, how are you going? Hope you're having a great day. Thank you for tuning in to the Body and Soul podcast called Healthy-ish with myself, Felicity Harley. And Ali Izzo joins me today, our digital director. And we are talking about, well, firstly, are you suffering from lifestyle creep? Secondly, people, we have a problem with manifesting. And lastly, we share the two workout moves Jennifer Aniston swears by for her long, lean legs. Ali, it's healthy-ish time. How's your, well, how's your week been? Oh, it's so good. Not, not too bad. I mean, we're recording a bit early, so it's so far so good. But I am, um, I'm in my corporate attire. Can you see? I'm wearing a blazer today. I dressed yes, up Yes, listeners, I did call this out. She's sitting in her daughter's bedroom in <laughs> a, a coat and she looks so fancy no, <laughs> for sitting in a bedroom. <laughs> I'm not in workout wear. It does happen sometimes. I used to dress like this all the time for work and then I started working at Body and Soul. <laughs> but isn't it isn't it lovely when you work for a brand and you just can wear fitness gear? Like whenever I interview people on Zoom and I'm in my hoodie or I've just come from the gym, I mean, everyone's so forgiving on the other end of the, the interview. <laughs> Absolutely. I think we could do uh, interviews with like face masks on and in our yoga apparel and with a hair mask in. I think it's all just very on brand. It's uh, it's very lifestyle adjacent. It's, it's great. <laughs> oh, the best. Okay. Best. Hit us with it. Perks, what are you talking about this week? Yeah. So this was a great story that um, one of our contributors, Genevieve Phelan, wrote for us in conjunction with Jamie Hooper, actually. And so they kind of, the two writers combined forces on this. And it's all about lifestyle creep as a trend and not a good one, a trend that we're probably all guilty of, but um, it's really easy to fall into this trap if you're not aware of it. And I certainly didn't know there was a name for it until Jen uh, pointed it out to me. And then I was like, oh my God, I'm so guilty of it. And basically it's this idea that no matter how much money you earn or how many salary you know increases or rises you get, whatever, you always spend upwards. So you're always aspiring up. So you, instead of banking that money and actually getting richer and getting wealthier and in, improving your like financial stability or security, you instead upgrade your car and you go on fancier holidays. And then you start maybe shopping in slightly more upmarket, you know, stores or brands or retailers. And it's this idea that once you get that money, you mentally have already spent it. So it's like it never really existed. And it was really, it's a really interesting piece. I won't bang on about it too much, but I think that it's so relatable in terms of the, the spare money that you have or that feeling of like, oh, I didn't spend everything in my banking account this week. Like that. Oh, I better spend it. Yeah, it's <laughs> yes. always the same, no matter how much you actually earn. And so it's kind of this relativity um, sort of concept where, what you actually have to keep a lid on is your expectations of your lifestyle and not assume that just because you've got a raise that you can then afford all this extra stuff because that is like a shortcut to just always being broke essentially and never exactly having the, the you know the lifestyle and the appearance of being wealthy but not actually being wealthy which is really not the way around it um and jen um interviewed a number so how do we break the cycle yeah exactly that's what i was like i was like oh my god how do i stop this doing for doing this and this is where she spoke to a couple of financial experts including um, financial educator Melissa Brown and she said that it's really easy to fall into this pattern of lifestyle creep when you're young but it does affect all ages um, and basically what you have to do is kind of forget that you've got the raise or forget you've got more money and keep your lifestyle the same 
and kind of siphon off that money because you don't notice it. You did you if you if you didn't get the raise, you'd still be living and working and holidaying the way you were before. So you kind of have to like siphon off that extra cash, pretend it's not there and invest it, literally put it away into something that will reap you benefits, you know, whether that's stocks or shares or a savings account, whatever it is, you know, a house, for example, um, and do it that way because otherwise you will just <laughs> end up in a cycle of debt. Yeah. I think we can all identify with this, but I think that's where the importance of direct debit on payday comes out of your bank. You don't see it. Exactly. And there we go. Automatic payment transfers are the answer. Or perhaps you can try manifesting. Did you like that Ooh, segue? I like <laughs> that. smooth, Felicity. Tell me about manifesting. Or not, or not. Well, I have to talk about a story I wrote for you, Ali. It's called people we have a problem with manifesting. Now, I don't know. I just feel like I just felt like I was getting bombarded with so many memes and, you know, little videos about basically, you know, that the that if you think something will happen, then it will. If you ask the universe to provide, if you, you know, there's an allure to asking for something tangible in your life simply by believing it. Now, I just felt I got way too many memes on Instagram and I thought, come on, seriously, have, are we, do we really think that you can manifest things? I mean, for me, I suppose, you know, and I wrote about this, the problem is that this thinking disregards the, the realities of modern life, like the pandemic, you know, if you've got cancer, if you have DV, exactly, things you can't control. I mean, I'm all about the mantra control your controllables. So... Anyway, I went after I'd pitched this idea to you, I went to a deep internet hole because I'm like, right, if I if it is true and people, you know, anecdotally, you've got Oprah out there, you've got Gwyneth, you've got, you know, all these people saying, well, yeah, I have personal anecdotes of people saying that I have manifested. I went into a deep internet hole to try and find some research. And yes, you see, because I, you know, trust science, I have to have my research. I could not find anything. There is no science, no research or no data that concludes by asking the universe that they will give us. I'm sorry, but it doesn't exist. I agree with you and I'm so glad that you wrote this for this because I um, I had a, a friend, I call her a friend, and she was broken up with and she was heartbroken and she wanted to manifest a partner and she was getting so upset that she couldn't bring this like great love into her life and she kept trying to you know, manifested and affirmations and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, you can't, it's not your fault that you can't manifest your soulmate or your true love or whatever it is, because some things are out of your control. You can put yourself in a great position to, and you can like have goals and work on yourself and look after your mental health and all the rest of it, which I think is the good side of manifesting. But the bad side is where it's like, it's not your fault if you can't make these things magically appear. And I think that that's the big problem with it. It's like some things that are, beyond our control and things like coronavirus or like someone breaking your heart (laughs) or like you know losing your job I don't think the manifestation reaches that far I don't know I think I'm I'm on your side on this no and you're not going to be able to afford that red sports car if you're on a wage of a waitress I'm sorry back to your you know the spending idea it's just not going to happen yeah I think you need to be a little bit realistic I think where manifestation is great is setting goals and getting clear on what you want because I think if you have that then you can naturally actually start taking steps to action it I think that's where manifestation leads into like realistic goal setting and motivational stuff which is a lot of like sports coaches talk about this kind of stuff all the time I think that's interesting 
because manifestation does work if you look at it through that lens. But I think in this like sit on a hill, manifest your true love, manifest a million dollars in your bank account, but don't do anything about it is just kind of like woo-woo BS, right? <laughs> Sorry, Absolutely. And just <laughs> and and the humble notion of just being grateful for what you already have. I know it's a cliche, but I don't know, it gives a sense of certainty certainty and calmness around what you you know, that particular area of, of your life, you know, say with your friend, she's clear on who she is, what she wants. So that's great. Be grateful for that. And then, you know, the man will appear or the woman or whoever. The person, yeah, the person of, of yeah, of her dreams might appear. And I think that that's when manifestation is toxic is when it becomes like victim blaming. And it's like, there's some things you can't do. You can't just like magic up upon yourself. These like things that are very much, reliant on the exterior world and the reality of the world in which we live. And, you know, it's very kind of, it's a privileged position to think that you can do that as well. There's lots of people who don't have lots of really like basic opportunities in life. I don't think manifestation is the answer to like ending poverty (laughs) or hunger in Africa. (laughs) Like, let's be honest, like this is not something that those people rely on. They need like real uh, attainable, actionable things in order to help their lives improve and manifestation fall short. <laughs> now, actionable things. Jennifer Aniston, mm, most quick story of the week. Just yes. quickly tell us about this. Okay, so this was a banger and everyone, I think Jen Aniston always looks incredible. She's really fit. She looks after herself. She looks brilliant no matter what she's doing or where she's going. And recently we did a story on her legs. I don't know whether you've noticed, but if you actually look, Jennifer Aniston has incredible legs. She's She's not just fit, she's just tone, she's in proportion. And um, one of her trainers, she has two that she works with, one of her trainers, Leon Azubuki, I probably mispronounced that. I'm very oh, sorry, sorry Leon. pronunciation there. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I probably got it wrong. Spoke to Good Morning America and shared one of her go-to moves. There's two apparently. So for the other one, you're going to have to go onto bodyandsoul.com.au or click the show notes to read it. But this is all about the weighted squat rise and basically you need a weight so you need a kettlebell or a dumbbell or anything heavy you can grab your hands on and do some squats and that is what he believes is one of the best things to do you need a little bit of weight to make it work um and i mean yeah i think it's just a public appreciation for jennifer aniston's legs really i'm in on that the humble squat yeah long live the humble squat ali long live the squat (laughs) thank you for coming on healthy ish (laughs) bye please Hey, I'm Felicity Harley and I host Healthy-ish, where we chat to experts, influencers and people in the know from around the globe to arm you with the knowledge to make healthier decisions for your mind, body and soul. I think if we're going to be focusing on health, like sleep is probably the biggest component of that. I I think sleep is the cornerstone. Like choose the harder option because I've never woken up and gone, I regret that run that I went at 4am. I've never done that. Search for Healthy-ish and Extra Healthy-ish wherever you get your podcasts.